today on the Trend Out Loud podcast. Yo, shout out, shout out to North, man. I guess I'm hating. Maybe I'm just mad that when I was eight or nine years old, I didn't have a dad that, you know, gave me a Lamborghini and let me uh, have a treatment for my own video. I guess I'm just hating. What up? It's your boy Trent Out Loud and I'm back with another episode. I got a really, really good show set up for you all today. I know I say that all the time, but I'm telling you, I got a good show set up for you. I got three lead stories. I got quick news. I got sports. I got questions of the day. Y'all know what time it is. Put your earbuds in, put your headphones on, turn your devices up. I'm about to start the show. Let's go. The mother of all data breaches exposes a massive leak of close to 25 billion records. I was shocked when I came across this story. This, I think, is something that we have all been fearing. You're putting your information online. You're storing your number in these websites. And they promise you that they have security and everything is locked down. And then you hear stories like this. Listen to this report. A massive data breach amongst the largest ever has raised fears of widespread cybercrime as billions of accounts worldwide are at risk. According to experts, the massive mother of all breaches exposes 26 billion records from prominent platforms like LinkedIn, Snapchat, Venmo, Adobe, and X, formerly known as Twitter establishing itself as the most significant leak in our history. Experts reveal that the compromised data goes beyond login credentials, containing a significant amount of sensitive information deemed valuable for malicious actors, as reported by CyberNews. The data set is extremely dangerous as these actors could leverage the aggregated data for a wide range of attacks, including identity theft, sophisticated phishing schemes, targeted cyber attacks, and unauthorized access of personal and sensitive accounts, said the cybersecurity experts and the team at Cyber News. Cyber News head of security told the Daily Mail that probably the majority of the population has been affected. It's stories like this that want to keep me offline as much as possible. I don't like to store my credit cards in my browser. I don't like to store a bunch of my personal data somewhere. I definitely do online banking and I definitely do online transactions. I mean, who who doesn't? You can't even get by in this world without using online. But this is a sign. This should be a warning to people to not store too much of your data. Like, I don't keep things in clouds and keep places. No. No, 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 no. And especially like on social media and all of these things. No, 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 no. The state of Florida has passed a landmark bill banning social media for children under 16 years old. Listen to the report. A controversial bill that would ban kids from using social media is one step closer to becoming a law in Florida. In fact, it just passed the House moments ago. News Channel East Melissa Marino shows us what's in the bill. Keith and Jen, this still needs to be taken up in the Senate, but it did just pass overwhelmingly in the House. Lawmakers say it aims to protect children from the dangers of social media by blocking anyone under 16 from having an account. But some say it goes too far. 
Like a digital fentanyl, our children are challenged to break this habit. Representative Tyler Saroy is one of the sponsors for House Bill 1, which would require social media platforms to ban minors under the age of 16 from creating social media accounts. This story is shocking to me. Could you actually imagine a world where kids under 16 years old are not allowed to use social media? It would actually be against the law. I mean, how do you even monitor that? Here's more of the report. On Wednesday, the Florida House passed a bill banning children under 16 from popular social media platforms, regardless of parental approval. The bill, which is the top priority for the House Speaker, aims to address the addictive nature of these platforms and the potential harm they cause to children. While the bill does not specify which platforms would be affected, it targets social media sites that track users' activities, allowing children to upload content and interact with others and use features designed to encourage excessive and compulsive use. The bill would not impact apps used for private messaging between individuals. They're taking advantage of our kids growing up. That's their business model and why they do it. They keep them hooked with dopamine hits. The platform gives our children's every autoplay, like, and push notification. The bill received strong bipartisan support with a vote of 106 to 13. Wow, I'm really shocked that this has passed, man. Like, I mean, I know that they pass it in the House and it's gone to the Senate and it's not effective in law, but... The fact that they even passed it in the House is is amazing to me. Um, I can't picture a world where um, there's an age group that is not legally allowed to be on social media. I would really like to know what you guys think in the comment section below. Let me know if you think that this is, you know, a, a, a breach of our freedom. Like, uh, parents, should should the parents be the one to say if their kid should be on social media or should the government intervene? Um, you would think that, you know, Republicans or people in Florida would not want this. They're always talking about small government. But on the other hand, they're saying that social media is so addictive and it's so harmful to our, harmful to our children that they feel like the government does need to intervene. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. All right, you guys, sound the bell. This brings us to quick news. Northwest Kim Kardashian and Kanye's daughter uh, was on Instagram yesterday and she was showing us the treatment to her video, the video for the song um, that she did with Kanye. Take a listen. Okay, so I'm in my Lamborghini driving over to basketball practice and I'm driving in the front seat and just by myself. And then I drive over to Nobu and it's like getting night, it's like almost night. So then I go, it's your bestie just driving. Then they're waiting, they're just waiting at Nobu, like Miss Miss Westie. And then we get out of the car, but there's so much paparazzi. So then me and my friends yell out the car, like, don't try to test me. I guess that's what it's like being Kim and Kanye's daughter. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's eight or nine years old. Hey, you're gonna pick me up in my Lamborghini. We're gonna go on stage. Like, it's not even like a full song. It's literally like a hook and a chorus, but whatever. Shout out to Kanye. I guess it's cool that he's including North because she loves like 
you know, being in music and she loves being on stage. She's always with Kim on TikTok. So she loves the spotlight. So, you know, shout out, shout out to North, man. I guess I'm hating. Maybe I'm just mad that when I was eight or nine years old, I didn't have a dad that, you know, gave me a Lamborghini and let me uh, have a treatment for my own video. I guess I'm just hating. Kiki Palmer recently posted a selfie with her and Marlon Wayans, and she wrote in the caption, maturity is knowing that Marlon is and was always the finest Wayans. Yo, I don't know if Kiki Palmer is trying to get her baby daddy mad again. For y'all, for those of you who remember, Kiki Palmer last year was at the Usher concert and then her baby daddy got mad at her and now they were in a fight. Her mom got involved. I feel like Kiki Palmer is always like trying to put pictures out there with her and other guys to be like trolling people or whatever. I, I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's another like court battle and she's trying to get him upset or maybe her and Marlon are, are dating. I don't know what's going on. I don't like to report all of this gossip but everyone's talking about this picture so I, I had to put it in the podcast 50 cent jumps on his instagram to make it clear to all of us that he is in the gym and he's losing weight the real way and he's not on ozempic take a listen hey when they're talking about weight loss i was in the gym i was working the out man i'm gonna say it's ozempic i was running i was running i was doing what i had to do you see me on talk i'm running around i lost I was 253 pounds. I came down um, 210 right now, right? This makes me feel good. I did report about this a couple of days ago because I am a big 50 Cent fan. And I was shocked because 50 Cent has always been working out in the gym, running, doing, and just always being healthy, never drinking, never smoking. So I was shocked when I heard about this. Um, so I'm happy he's out here clearing it up. However, however, I will say that that weight loss that he had was a little bit drastic and really quick. And I, I know what he's doing. I know that he knows what he's doing in the gym, but this just, this seems a little bit quick 50. That That's all I'm saying, but I, I trust you. Kevin Gates was recently on the breakfast club. And you know, every time Kevin Gates does an interview, he has to be talking about sex and talking about something wild he's doing with his wife or his girlfriend. And he didn't disappoint us once again. Kevin Gates told us that he has to sometimes put his woman on a sex punishment and have some sex restrictions. Take a listen. Everybody don't deserve healing because they might be here for a week, then they'll just go back to that same that same behavior. Then yeah. I got to put them on restriction. <laughs> restriction. You had to put girls on restriction, yeah? Yes, sir. How long? What's the longest you ever did? I do. I start with 90 days. I have no take on this. Let's just move to the next story. Johnson & Johnson to pay Washington state and local government nearly $150 million for its role in the opioid epidemic. Johnson & Johnson became the nation's main supplier for the ingredients used to make opioid drugs. Johnson & Johnson and its subsidiaries produced opioid drugs from the 1990s through to 2016 and sold the ingredients to other manufacturers to make oxycodone, hypercodone, fentanyl, and other opioids. As per the settlement, $123 million will be used to combat fentanyl addiction in the state. The rest of the money will go towards litigation costs. 
I'm not very well versed on opioids, but I am fully aware of the opioid epidemic. Um, I know there's like a documentary or a show that's on Netflix that I've been meaning to watch. Um, but uh, like I said, I am fully aware of the addiction um, and the harms that opioids are causing for people out there. Um, and I'm just really happy to hear that finally somebody is uh, holding these drug companies, these billion dollar corporations um, more accountable. Um, these companies uh, depend on people, uh, depend on people's weakness. They depend on people's addiction to make themselves richer. And I'm just happy that somebody is finally holding them accountable. And I'm hoping that this will be a precedent uh, and other drug companies will be held accountable and have to pay out um, some of their profits. John Stewart returns part-time to The Daily Show as the series struggles to find a permanent replacement after Trevor Noah left. I was so excited when I heard this story. Nobody likes to go after Donald Trump and the Republicans more than John Stewart. I'm so excited that he's coming back. Let me read a little bit of the report to you. Early today, it was announced that the show's debut and veteran host, John Stewart, will be returning to the series through the election year, putting a pause on the search to replace Trevor Noah. John Stewart, 61 years old, who led the late night talk show to its success in the early 2000s, will only be hosting Monday night segments. He will be taking on executive producer roles as well and plans to stay through the 2024 presidential election. See, I told you he was coming back for the elections. Stewart walked away from the show back in 2015, handing the reins over to his successor, Trevor Noah. However, the network has been in the weeds trying to find a replacement for the South African comedian following his abrupt departure back in 2021. Anyways, like I said, I feel like Jon Stewart was sitting down saying, hmm, there's no host. It's a presidential election year. Donald Trump is going to be running let me come back on Monday night so I can get at Donald Trump. Oh my gosh, man. I love Jon Stewart. Ice Spice is back in the news. We reported on her a couple of days ago that she might be pregnant. She's back in the news. Um, and this time, she's teasing us with a Super Bowl commercial. I wanted to play this. I wanted to put this on the show because... Y'all know I'm a big football fan, and part of loving football is loving Super Bowl commercials. So this one is our first um, commercial leak. Take a listen. Baby, you look so pretty when you grow. Stop, you play too much. Come on, do just one grow. Grow. And in our last news story, have you ever had to sign a waiver when ordering a medium-rare hamburger? An American visitor to Toronto shared on Reddit that he was asked to sign a waiver when he ordered a medium-cooked hamburger at the Hilton Hotel restaurant, shocking hundreds of users. The American ordered his burger medium, which was brought to him without comment. However, after taking his first bite, the waiter gave him a release form explaining that the restaurant only served well-done burgers and that he should sign the form since he requested it to be cooked medium. The waiter stated that by signing, the customer would release the hotel from liability for foodborne illnesses from consuming the medium-cooked burger. The customer expressed surprise and questioned whether this was common practice in Canada. I'm a Canadian and I can tell you that I don't just order medium, I order medium rare and I have never, never been asked to sign a waiver. Like what is going on at the Hilton Hotel? I ordered my burger medium and the waiter took it with no question or comment. She brought it and it looked great. 
When I had my first bite, she brought me the release form and said, we always make our burgers well done, but since you wanted it medium, you should sign this. Although the customer paid for the burger, he chose not to eat it, finding it difficult to sign a form and consume the food. The Reddit post has garnered over 600 comments. Like I said, I, I order medium rare everywhere I go. Not, I shouldn't say everywhere. Cause if it's like a sketchy, cheap restaurant, like a fast food place, no, of course not. But somewhere, somewhere like, you know, a Hilton hotel, any hotel, any normal de- decent restaurant, I will definitely order a, a burger, medium, medium rare. And I've never been asked to send. Um, and I've never been asked to sign a waiver. Any Canadians out there listening, please let me know in the comment section below. Have you ever been to a restaurant in Canada? And has anybody ever asked you to sign a waiver when ordering medium rare meat? Like I've, I've never been asked to sign a waiver for, for anything. If anything, anything, the restaurant has told me, no, we do not serve our burgers medium rare for laws or for practices or whatever that I have been told that, but I have never been told like, okay, you want your burger medium rare here, sign this. Let me know if this ever happens to you in the comment section below. All right. This brings us to question of the day. Name one thing that you would leave a date for five minutes into the date. Y'all know me. I had to jump to the comment section because those are where the funniest answers lie. All right. One lady wrote, Holding the knife and fork in the wrong hand, like where were you raised? Come on, that's that's gonna make you leave when, within five minutes. Come on, you're being a little harsh. One lady wrote, "Let me tell y'all what made me leave a date in under five minutes. A man showed up wearing contacts, colored contacts, and they were cheap. He had to take them out to watch the movie. I told him I had to go to the bathroom, and I slipped out the back door and left. Yo, that's cold. This guy's probably still at the movie theater waiting." One lady wrote, nothing will ever make me leave because I'm going to get a free meal, drinks, and food and never talk to him again. That's cold. Somebody wrote, if you don't believe in God, I'm out. If, if you're that strict on your religious beliefs, shouldn't you ask them before you go out on a date? Somebody wrote, if he mentioned he voted for Trump. <laughs> These are things that you should find out before the date, people. Oh, this is funny. Somebody wrote, if his breath shows up before he does. <laughs> One girl wrote, if he shows up with crust on the corner of his lips. Why is it always women that's commenting? Man, women have it hard out here in the dating world, huh? Being unkind or disrespectful, especially to the waiter or the hostess. Oh, I am all for that. I agree. I am so polite to waiters and waitresses at restaurants. I feel so bad for them. They work so hard. I I, I try to be extra nice with them. And I really hate when people are rude to waiters. I totally agree with that. I don't know if I would get up and leave, but it will definitely be a strike on the girl. And I probably wouldn't go back out with her. See, another person wrote talking down to the staff. Hell yeah. No, no, you cannot talk down to the staff. That's rude. Somebody wrote, if the whole conversation is about sex, it's over for me. Goodbye. I mean, come on. Who's going to do that? And a girl wrote, the smell of dirty jeans. Who shows up to a date in dirty jeans? Anyways, let me know in the comment section below. What would be your reason for getting up and leaving a date within five seconds? All right, let's jump into news. I got one little story about Lamar Jackson. He's afraid to face my boy, Patrick Mahomes. Let's go this Sunday, Ravens versus Kansas City. Um, Lamar Jackson was in a press conference, and somebody asked them if he likes going after Patrick Mahomes, and he said this. I want to talk about you and Pat Mahomes. What is it about that kind of matchup that you really like? What is it about competing against him that you really like? 
I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. I thought that was really funny, man. I really like Lamar Jackson. Um, yo, you know, I like that he was, you know, giving respect to Patrick, you know. Um, anyways, uh, let me read you guys some uh, NBA news. The Pistons beat the Hornets. The Timberwolves beat the Wizards. The Grizzlies beat the Heat. Trailblazers beat the Rockets. The Bucks beat the Cavaliers. The Suns beat the Mavericks. The Thunders beat the Spurs. And the Warriors beat the Hawks. And continuing to deliver on my promise, here's some NHL scores. The Maple Leaf beat the Jets. The Panthers beat the Coyotes. The Hurricanes beat the Bruins. The Avalanche beat the Capitals. Kraken beat Blackhawks. The Blues beat the Canucks. And the Sabres beat the Kings. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. It's your boy, Friend Out Loud. For more content, you could subscribe, download, or listen to the Trend Out Loud podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, or you could watch us on YouTube. Just search Trend Out Loud. For show times and updates, you could follow us on all social platforms at Trend Out Loud. Go to sign up expert dot com forward slash Trent. Once you sign up for all betting apps and get all your bonuses and get all your rewards, go to your app store and download BetStamp and use promo code TOL.